0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Influencer Insider. Today, we got a dude that I adore on TikTok. His graphic designs make my day. AJ Wiley, my friend, introduce yourself.
1: Hello. You just want a little rundown of what I do or?
0: Do it. Let's hear it, man. Okay.
1: Um, Well, I'm a graphic designer and illustrator. So a lot of my time is spent either doing freelance work or creating my own illustrations for uh, my brand, uh, which is called Kuma Wave. So I started it about a year ago. Um, it's about exactly th- 13 months ago. Dope. But I sell shirts, uh, these new hats are about to come out. Um, and yeah, so I, you know I get to make uh, cool stuff for a living, which is really fun.
0: Yeah, dude, your designs are like, they're right on my wavelength. Of the things that I like so I dig all your my favorite That's good one here my favorite one that you've made is the the avatar did you mm-hmm. did you make that into a sticker or anything or are you not selling that
1: so yeah let's get right into the the copyright side of my work yeah <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah so a lot of I would say maybe 25 percent of my illustrations are uh-huh. um, maybe like I guess you could categorize it under fan art but i'll use my style with things that i enjoy whether it's avatar nfl um you know mandalorian stuff like that and so i have a poster back here that i made but part of that is just kind of social content and i avoid uh those copyrighted kind of movies and shows for my brand um which is why you won't see those on the site but i'll do um you know, every once in a while I'll order like 10 stickers and then just give them away on Instagram. Um, yeah. just because I know people like them and you know I won't get sued. So yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I I was thinking about that when I saw the design and I, I figured that was probably exactly why, but I wanted you to know that I think it's awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank so you.
0: This uh your graphic design at what age or how'd you get started doing this?
1: Mm-hmm. So I strictly remember kind of the first time I was like amazed at like Photoshop.
0: So uh-huh. this was
1: when I was in fifth grade and I started playing midget football. So I, for the first <laughs> time, put some pads on, helmet, and my dad was like, you know, I'll make an edit of you. So he he learned Photoshop, um, you yeah. long story, but he broke his leg in Japan on his bike and then learned it when he was you know dead on his bed but he was like you know let me let me do this for you so he took a photo of me and i kind of did this the running back pose uh-huh. uh took a photo of me Photoshop the background out put my name and the logo and everything and i was like dang that's super cool and so ever since then i was like you know i need you to teach me some of these things so i would say in middle school is kind of when it started where i started doing like photoshop edits and my most memorable, uh, and this was early on. I was pretty, pretty smart for being this young with social media, but I was like, like this post and I'll make an edit of you. Mm. And I'm in middle school. Yeah. And I probably had like 115 people, uh, like the post and I didn't edit for every single one of them. That's so sick. I took their profile picture, you know, had all these photos of these people kind of made these cool backgrounds and, um, posted probably like eight at a time but um yeah that's that's kind of what started the you know interest in like graphic design okay but I would say when I was little I would draw and you know do those things too you
0: doodle and stuff yeah that's sick okay so so you started off there did you go to graphic design school that that is correct did you go
1: yeah so I went to the University of Nebraska Lincoln um and had a BFA in graphic design do
0: you live in Lincoln
1: I do, but I'm just about to move to Littleton, Colorado. Okay.
0: That'll be really cool. I have family in Lincoln. Really? Yeah. So I think it's my mom's cousin, so it's my second cousin. Love them to death. Kate and Travis, love them to death. Um, Cool. All right. So, Lincoln. Okay. So, you went to University of Nebraska, got your graphic design. So was the ultimate goal to get a job at some firm or was the goal to own your own business?
1: Yeah. So I would say I never wanted to run my own business, which is kind of funny. And I feel like most people don't say that or admit it. Um, But so I graduated in the spring of 2020. So when COVID, you know, introduce itself to the world. And so mm-hmm. I remember, you know, it's probably February, I think, but I'm in my art class and, you know, hear all these like this chatter about the coronavirus and, you know, my shutdown school, whatever. And happened yeah. very quickly. But I remember I was hanging out with a couple of friends. My teacher, you know, went to talk to other teachers and I was we were kind of just like, do we leave? Yeah. And <laughs> we're like sure so we left and that was the first time I was or the last time I was ever in class Um, and then yeah everything else was virtual okay but I remember graduating and I kind of was like I'm ready to do something like you know I don't want to just sit around I know we're at home and I was really desperately looking for motivation Um, so I was talking to friends and family and uh, my brother recommended me to a book that Gary V wrote. And Gary V is like a motivational speaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Entrepreneur. Very big on social media. And so halfway <laughs> into the reading the book, I um, put the book down. And I was like, I'm gonna make a TikTok. And I I had a TikTok, but I never posted, I never connected the dots of putting my design stuff on there. It's just like stupid dancing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I had mm-hmm. my design Instagram, which I was pretty heavily posting on. So I started posting on that, um, like posting five days or five times a day. And I started to kind of get the groove and like understand the app. And so that led me to make a series where I was going to make Patagonia shirts. So act like like I work there, make shirts. And so I did a series. I made, I think, five designs for them. And those videos went viral. And my goal was like, this is awesome. Like pe- so many people are seeing this. I'm definitely going to get a job. Uh-huh. And since I started college, I was like, I want to work at Patagonia. And so I reached out to uh, people at Patagonia. I was like, Hey, people want these shirts at least hundreds of thousands of people like this. And so, yeah. you know, I-, I think this would be great. And with COVID, they're like, Oh, I don't know. Like, essentially saying, you know, they're holding off production, um, pretty reasonably, but I was like, all right, fine. So I took the Patagonia text off these designs and just sold them myself. Uh-huh. And so I got a really good response, uh, from, you know, people on TikTok, and, uh, it was, it was really encouraging, but, uh, we started selling those shirts and I sold them under my name. And so, um, it wasn't a few months later where my brother reached out and said, we should make this an official LLC, a brand, have a real name to it. And that's kind of where Kuma Wave started.
0: Heck yeah, dude. So is is your brother involved in Kuma Wave?
1: So my brother was very um, heavily involved into the creation of it. So did all the logistical mm-hmm. side and um, setting up the LLC and the bank account, stuff like that. Um, so he's in Littleton, Colorado right now. Okay, he had moved a couple months ago, just got married and um has a dog and hike all the time. And so he hasn't been involved as much. Um, I've been doing it with my dad. So my parents do the, the shipping, which is really cool. They have all the stuff at their house That's for um, packaging and stuff, but uh, yeah, kind of, he's kind of transitioned out a little bit and, you know, just living his married life and I'm kind of doing it with my parents. So
0: heck yeah. That's awesome that your family's willing to help out.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm very, very lucky to have them that are they're happy to do it for very little money. So Heck yeah, it's ideal. Dude.
0: No, dude, I feel like that's one thing that like if I do build a company and like make it big, the one worry I have is like, man, how the hell do you get employees that are like good employees? And then man, they cost a lot of money. It's, yeah. it's a big stressor. I wanted to, I had interviewed this guy, a uh, Jelly Jewelry is his username who makes rings and okay. so he kind of has a similar story to you and the fact that uh he started selling these rings and then he realized he hates like running a business and he hates like selling rings and so <laughs> he, he, he was just like giving them out people would be like oh how much do you want and he's like don't worry about it hmm. and so it's, interesting oh it's su- it's super funny that i've now met two people that like started something that a lot of people like and then You're just like, "Mm, it wasn't a plan, just happened.
1: Well, yeah, I I think, and that's something you don't know until you do it, right? And for me, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I don't like accounting. You know, I don't like figuring out the best way to get, you know, to squeeze the numbers and like get the the best profit out of something. Um, My passion comes from just making stuff. And so that's a big part of the brand. And, you know, I'm lucky my parents can do that. The stuff I don't like, so I can continue to make these products. And um, that side of having a brand has been really rewarding. And, you know, I love that part. So being able to see people, you know, out in the world, globally, even we have, I think we've sold to about 15 different countries now. And so having having people wear my stuff, you know, truly based off passion has been the best part, not, you know, because I had the best marketing technique or, you know, because I'm a good businessman. So that's, that's where I find, you know, my gratitude and, and my passion for, which is just making my, making these products and how people like them. So.
0: Heck yeah, dude, that's awesome. I feel like that's pure happiness right there. That's super that, cool.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a loaded, um, thought. And and that's something I think, um, I think, everyone now you know with TikTok tock and, and having their own business mm-hmm. online and stuff it can be um glorified in a way where totally. it's like i make you know this it's my living stuff like that um and this is something i'm pretty passionate about because i have people message me and they're like how do you you know do it like you know i am so insecure like I can't post these things and whatever and you know i think the thing for me that's helped is letting go of that, like the perfect job or, you know, the perfect passion, because, you know, just like, you know, the love of your life or your parents or siblings, whatever, it's like, you love them, but there are times that you're like, you know, I don't want to be around them right now. Um, so that's something that I've learned through my craft is like, you have to accept the highs and the lows. And that that's where the true love comes from, not you know this like cinderella experience of you know i get to make stuff all the time and whatever but um it's a huge mental game right like yeah i get what you're saying
0: i uh i make a lot of disc golf content and so today nice i was like maybe at hole 14 on the course and there's there's 18 holes and Mm -hmm. i like i hit a tree and then my upshot to get to the pin wasn't good. And then on the next hole, I hit a bush. Then I hit another tree and then I missed my putt and I was just fucking done. And <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to take any more videos. I didn't want to do anything, but I kept doing it. It's, it's highs and lows, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause there's some have-
0: moments where I'm like, man, I'm so happy. I get to play disc golf and do this. Like, this is what I'm trying to do right here. And then there's other moments where it's like, God damn, I want to go home.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's, I want to say completely normal. And I think that's, that's definitely important to know when, you know, you look at someone else's passion and um, yeah, just kind of viewing it in a humble way, I think.
0: Heck yeah. So let's get into Kuma wave a little bit because I love the brand so much. So what would you say you draw a lot of inspiration from for your designs? Uh,
1: That's a good question. So part of my routine in the morning is um, I'll go to my local coffee shop and I'll use the morning to kind of create something normally, just kind of something for myself, which is normally some, you know, some of the stuff you see on Instagram. And I try to try to do that every day. So making a new illustration every day, um, part of my uh, motivation to move into Colorado is part of that, of being inspired and being around nature. Uh, being in Lincoln, Nebraska, there's not a ton of oh. outdoor inspiration. Yeah, cornfields. And so that's right. And <laughs> you have seen zero cornfields in my illustrations. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of my inspiration comes from uh, a lot of them are like Pixar movies, um, just seeing things, you know, online, um, cool photography, um, you know. My dog, or not my dog, but I had a dog growing up. My brother just got another golden retriever. So I'm a big golden retriever guy. Heck yeah. Um,
0: I I have a golden retriever as well.
1: Nice. Yeah, so these these new hats, you know, we have the golden retriever uh, design on them. And so, yeah, I think it's important as a creative too to not limit yourself and find inspiration from where you can. Um, But there are also moments, right, where... You kind of need to take a break from creating and take in stuff. Um, so, yeah.
0: I like that you every day try to create a new illustration. I um, I saw this video. Do you know John Mayer? Yeah. Heck yeah. So I saw this video of John Mayer one time and he was talking about like creating music and like lyrical writing. And he was saying mm-hmm. like, nothing's going to happen unless you do it. And he was like, so every time, every day, I try to just strum the guitar and I stare at the wall until something pops into my head. And if something pops in, I start singing it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important. Like if you're going to be creative, like you are, you have to do it like every single day. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. And I think, you know, like I said, a lot of the messages I get are, you know, I have imposter syndrome or, you know, I'm making something and, you know, like, where do you find inspiration? Just asking me these questions of how to make original content, maybe. And I would say creating every day was is the biggest answer I can give. And, um, you know, at, in the beginning, you don't know what you're making. And whether it's design or pop, like what you're talking about or music, what you're making a lot of it in the beginning, right, is like I'm making what I like, which is only based off of what I've heard from other people. So, of course, it's going to sound like theirs. And so that, that's part of it. And, and you, you have to accept the reality that it may look very similar to your favorite artists at first, but then there comes a point where, you, you know, you need to be like, all right, I need to make this about me and, and my style and creating my and defining my own style opposed to, you know, there comes a point where the imposter syndrome is deliberate and you need to, to branch off from it. But that's something I would say was just keep making and eventually, you know, you'll find your voice in whatever creative field that is.
0: Uh, yeah, dude. No, your style. I, I dig it a lot. How do you, how do you think you found your specific style? and uh, What would you, what would you call it? How would you define it?
1: I haven't coined a term for it yet, <laughs> um, but I would say my biggest inspirations come from Pixar So the characters that I make, you know, I try to create, Uh you know, a similar kind of uniqueness to them. Uh, Japanese art, which is very heavy, heavy on like kawaii culture, which is cute. And so you do see, you know, a variety of cute animals. And, you know, there's a balance I try to hit on, you know, the masculinity, femininity side of it where. um, Yeah. And I'm also half Japanese. And so I've grown up to see a lot of that art. Um, and then on top of that, you know, being inspired by outdoor brands that already exist, like Patagonia yeah. and North face and, um, yeah, just, and that's kind of what I meant earlier was like finding these different passions I had and then using that and mixing all those together to kind of create my own thing, which is based off of who I am and, and, and my interests.
0: Totally. No, dude. And you do such a good job. Um, quick question. Have you ever been, yeah. to, have you ever been to Japan?
1: Yeah. So I was born there. No way. Um, I've probably been there about seven times since then. That's and the, the last time I went, I studied abroad for a semester, uh, the semester before COVID hit. So I, oh. I got very lucky and yeah, I got to live there for three months and, you know, be on my own there, which was really fun.
0: That's so cool, dude. That's such an awesome, I've never gone out of the United States.
1: So I'm need very to.
0: envious. I totally, I totally need to.
1: Japan is just like a completely different, you know, world. And so, yeah. I, and I would, you know, I haven't been to other countries other than Japan and America. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, being able to experience different culture and that kind of stuff too is definitely life changing and you should do it.
0: Heck, my girlfriend's, uh, family is from Iran so she's like cool. a quarter Iranian, so I might be going there. I know I'll go eventually, but mm-hmm. it could be sooner than later. So nice. I, I think that would be a big culture shock for me.
1: Oh yeah, I love their food though.
0: Iranian a, some kebab.
1: Oh yeah, the I would say food is my favorite thing. If I'm traveling somewhere, it's like okay, experience you know different things like that's also awesome.
0: I have to say, I literally I just got back from the Virgin Islands yesterday. And mm-hmm. I never once ate any uh, type of Caribbean food. Dang. So, so what did I, you eat? Uh, I'm a little guilty. Chicken nuggets? <laughs> no, I had, a, I had a lot of fish. Okay. But it, none of it was like Caribbean style cooked or anything like that. Just a lot of fish.
1: So well, that's still local. So yes,
0: exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. Probably. It, that'd be funny if it will ship it from the U.S. To their, <laughs> like frozen fish. god that'd be awful man no everything's there is so expensive though so i i i would say that it should be local
1: yeah yeah i i believe it
0: yeah dude a loaf of bread was like six dollars Dang, get out of here man all right well kuma wave more on this so you sell t-shirts stickers do you sell handkerchiefs as well for dogs Kerchiefs? They're bandanas, bandanas. And so that's, that's we've
1: advertised them as like, put them on your dog, but you know, yeah. they're just normal bandanas. So
0: are whatever the heck you want to do with them.
1: That's right. Uh, yes. And then we've done socks, stickers, prints, uh, hats for the first time, and then you know apparel, shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, crew necks, um, mugs. Uh, we've done pins, and. I think that's it so fun at all dude it's fun it's fun to you know put them on different mediums and heck yeah um, we're, th- we're thinking about doing blankets um beanies no that'll be people weird. might get tired so we'll, we'll we'll see where the demand is first but yeah, yeah
0: no hey i was i was gonna ask where is the demand out of everything that you sold what's sold like the best
1: um i would say I was pretty surprised when I first started kind of making things that people loved stickers. Um, And, you know, there are some designs where I didn't make shirts of them. And so it's kind of hard to like compare uh, which one they would have preferred, but stickers initially sold very well. And then I think the minute we pushed pretty heavily on like shirts, um, t-shirts definitely sold the most. And, you know, I, I think it depends on the design along with the color of the shirt, but, Uh, short sleeves to long sleeves I think short sleeves were more popular and then I think hoodies were more popular than crewnecks by a little bit um everyone has their preference but um, aside from that um I think the socks and the mugs sold decent Uh, Uh most people don't want prints which is interesting um I think I think that's all so far and then we'll see yeah if people want hats um We've gotten a pretty good response so far, so I'm interested to see uh you know what, what they want. because we've done we're doing a trucker hat and then a dad hat. Okay. So that's also interesting to see what people prefer. So yeah, definitely. No,
0: dude, that'll yeah. be that'll be sick. I think it's awesome that you branch out into so many different products. And it, it's it is kind of odd to me that people don't want to buy the prints. Why why do you yeah. think that is?
1: I don't know. I think one of them, I, I guess the most important thing that I can think of is that I mean, all we do is kind of promote that we're an apparel brand. And so that's yeah. why people come to the site. Um, they don't really come to like decor their room or yeah. you know, whatever. And so um, I understand that part. And we also don't market it as much.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: so I'm not where,
0: sure. Where do you do most of the marketing? Is it all TikTok, Instagram, or do you do any ads?
1: Yeah, so we we tried to do ads. Um, we worked through an ad agency. Uh, my dad tried to do his own ads. He learned how to do them on Facebook, and we couldn't see a good return on it. Yeah the the best return by far is TikTok, and you know that's free. How the brand started, and it it can just blow up. And so that's definitely where. We've seen the best return and where we see the most value, and I think TikTok will eventually get congested to the point it won't be as easy. Yeah. So, I would I would definitely say TikTok.
0: Heck yeah, no, dude. I I followed you when you blew up off of the the different logos when you were cool. when you were talking about like Patagonia, North Face, or something. No, that that's when I got cool. a hold of you. So you nice. got me from that. Have you had any like <laughs> level up blow up since then? Has it all just been steady?
1: I would say that was definitely like the the peak that I've yeah. I've seen from my career. I was probably getting like a thousand followers a week, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then that that definitely leveled off and uh, been very steady since then. Um, and I had a video that that did pretty well in like February, and so we saw a ton of orders from that, but it's it's an interesting beast right like totally we're kind of at the whim of the tiktok algorithm and you know we can we can promote to what the people who bought so far but um yeah i would say it's been pretty steady as of late and we haven't pushed as much and stuff like that but um hopefully for the holidays too we'll we'll do a bigger push
0: i think yeah no, it, it is funny to think about like uh, selling the product is based off of the views that it gets. So it's like the first pool of I, the algorithm, it puts it into like a, a little pool. And then based on what those people do, it's pushing it a bigger one. So in the little mm-hmm. pool, what is that 50 people, maybe? So it's like, it's yeah. 50 people deciding if it blows up or not.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, it, it's kind of just like, you can't think about that too much. Yeah. And that's something too that I, I think is pretty important for, you know, any creators that are listening is like TikTok is definitely great. And it, it's definitely, it, it's a different form of rat race, right? Like you, yeah. you want to be the one to, to have the most views and, um, it's never enough kind of thing. Um, you know, we could have a good video, sell a bunch of stuff, but then we restock on all the clothes mm-hmm. and you need to do it again. Totally. So, um ultimately and and i did that in the beginning like i would look at youtube videos like what what's the best way to make a viral video and you know there are definitely some things of like you need an interesting hook right in the beginning like that makes sense but i think to to focus so much on these little details of like you know i need this many hashtags and you know all these these silly things you know i think the minute you focus on your content and don't care which one blows up or who who's looking at it. Uh, that's where I've seen the best results. And, you know, you, you just got to love the craft and not love the results and the results are ultimately going to come from it. And I've seen that where it's happened and it's been awesome. And I've also seen moments where I post a very similar video. It does not do well. And, you know, you kind of just have to learn to, to swallow that pill of, yeah, you're not owed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, the only you know way you can run is, is towards just being passionate about it and loving it. So um, that's what I would encourage people to do.
0: Heck no, I totally, I love what you just said. Like you got to make the videos for the passion because it's the videos that I've made where I'm like, God, this is, I'm like, man, it's got a good hook, good content. And then it gets 300 views. Yep. And yep. It, it's so silly. Like, you gotta seriously make the video. Don't care what other people think about it. Make the video because you love that video. For sure. And it's a, it's a great lesson. It seriously is. Yeah.
1: And I would say there's everyone's different, right? And and the market's different. But there's been videos I've post where I'm like, this is the best video and my favorite video I've ever made. Uh-huh. And no one agrees. And that's <laughs> the thing, is like, that's fine. Because you know, I've made so much content that I'm allowing other videos to do well and other apparel and, and all these things. But ultimately that's my favorite. And I'm not gonna let other people pick and, and decide what that is for me. So um yeah, learn to Heck not care and, and just kind of make what you want.
0: Heck yeah. I want I wanted to talk to you about something more serious. I do the it. the comment that you got recently. I hated the, I hated the comment. I loved your reaction. Okay. Do you get a lot of hate in general or is that, was that more like a, what the heck dude?
1: So yeah, I'll explain. The comment said, uh, maybe get a real job or something or stop drawing cartoon characters and maybe get a real job. And then a a clown,
0: a clown emoji. (laughs)
1: That that
0: was the, that was the cherry on top, dude. (laughs) Um,
1: I'll be honest and say I don't get a ton of hate. I think when you have a viral video, you're going to get both. And so it's funny because so my first hate comment, I remember um, on Instagram, you never really get hate unless you're big. But, you know, I had yeah. a small account. Obviously, people are following me, wanting to you know, encourage me. So the first hate comment I got was on pretty early TikTok I made, but it was like a Jets, a New York Jets logo redesign. Uh And someone was like, this looks like you ripped off the Winnipeg Jets logo and got a ton of likes. And I'm like, ouch. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You know, there's like the comment that's encouraging that people are liking. Then there's one Uh that's discouraging. And that's not even that bad of a uh, comment. But um, yeah, I remember being like, dang, like that, that does not feel good. But the more I got these comments, um, they just kind of stung less and yeah didn't matter i think one thing that's important to know is like people who do that are hurting and they they need to they they want to feel good by discouraging others and you know sometimes they want to do it just to get likes and you know be provocative and that's totally fine yeah um so i'll be honest say
0: at the end of the day they help you you know what I mean? For like, sure. They're being yeah. mean, they're helping you because the comment gets likes the video blows up further.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but I'll say, yeah, like I'll be, that That comment did not really bother me. Uh, you know, you get the initial sting of like, okay, <laughs> you see the comment, but you know, I think deep down in in my post, I, I kind of shared too of like initial designers have that feeling of like, my gosh, this, as a career, like, am I going to make money? Like, am I going to ma- get made fun of? And I'll say it like, careers now are very, you know, all over the place. And like, who defines what that is? And so I think we're in a really special place in time where we're allowed to do things like this. And, you know, with social media coming and, and all these things, like, people who are passionate about things can do well overnight. And that's really cool and special. But on top of that, right, you get the feedback from the entire world who wants to be a part of it on TikTok. And so um, I would say like, with those comments, I, I never share them. And I do sometimes, but I share them to one, encourage people to respond positively to those people because me commenting back saying, F you dude, like that doesn't make anyone, you know, feel better. Yeah. Um, but what I can do is use my platform to show people like, okay, this is a a real thought that even, you know, I've thought of. And, you know, if you're a creative, you can think of too. And this is my take on it. And this is what I've processed through as a designer myself. And Uh so ultimately I, you know, I don't want it. I don't want to use negativity to boost my engagement, but, um, you know, it was, it was one of those instances I felt it was important to, to bring it up and encourage oh. other people.
0: So no, I, I think you literally did like such a good thing. You took something super negative and then you helped others with that negativity. And I, it made me, that's why I shared it on my story. Cause I liked it. So I liked what you said. It was very encor- encouraging. I even, uh, Thank you. There's this British girl that I had on the podcast a while back, and I saw that <laughs> she had shared it on her story as well. So I was like, "Cool, AJ, AJ's making the move, man. He's <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting to Great Britain. Is, nice. it, is it Great Britain or is it the U- United Kingdom?
1: I don't. Don't know ask me. Uh, I, I just drop pictures for a living.
0: I just dropped pictures for a living. <laughs> oh, she, Do do you ever run out of ideas for drawing? Oh, and what do you draw on?
1: I draw on my iPad. So, okay. um, I'd say I've been drawing on it for almost three years now. Okay. So I would say for like half a year, I drew on pencil and paper and converted it to Photoshop and did it that way, which is very time consuming, but got an iPad and yeah, ever since it's just has been super easy and you know, I love it. So, um, Yeah. I draw on that every day. Uh, I will say, yeah, there are times I'm like, I don't know what to draw. And, uh, you know, I I think that's happened more recently. I would say, you know, I had a, a run of maybe like a year where I was like, I could think of something, make it happen. But yeah, I think I've drawn so many things now. I'm like, now I'm like, what's next and, uh, what's the next creative thing. And so that's kind of what I meant earlier too, of like, instead of making so much take time to like take in and like enjoy whether it's like other art or, you know, enjoying other people's creative work. Um, or, you know, one thing I do on my Instagram too is, you know, I'll have people comment like you should draw this or, um, I'll get recommendations frequently. And so I'll use those and I'll, you know, I'll honestly look at all of them and be like, you know, maybe I'll combine these two and try this one. Um, So I would say like 30% of my work too is inspired by other people's recommendations. And yeah.
0: Thank you. No, that's probably so helpful. And people are like wanting to be creative with you and it's everybody's winning. Yeah, okay.
1: no. And it makes my job better and more fun. Right. Cause yeah. people are engaged and, and participate. So. Okay.
0: How about a, a monkey in a kayak? I like I, it. I am there's this kid that I know that goes to the high school that I went to and I'm trying to have him like design a new logo for like the brand, my brand. And mm-hmm. I want a monkey in a kayak that's down <laughs> in like the bottom of a waterfall. And so nice. Maybe, maybe I've you done... can take inspiration for
1: that. Cool. I've done an astronaut and a kayak and a dog in a kayak Okay. Could, and a bear and a kayak, but not, not a monkey. I you don't do very, very many, many monkeys.
0: Why not any monkeys? I don't know, man. Not a big Maybe fan. They should
1: do more. It's not my preferred choice, but what? I've done uh, an astronaut and a monkey, like uh, space surfing. So I've done that, but that's the only monkey design I could think of.
0: Heck yeah! What 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 is your uh, preferred animal of choice to draw?
1: Right now, I'd say dogs. I love dogs. All right. Um, used to like doing bears, kind of the you know the typical outdoor animal. Yeah. Um, How about I, buffalo? It's not an animal. Yeah, I used to do buffaloes a decent amount. Um, but not an animal, but I've been doing more astronauts recently too. Yeah. Um, so. You just digging uh, the
0: astronauts right now?
1: Yeah, I I love the the space kind of combo of you know space is interesting to anyone and you know to it's like you're not going to see an astronaut surfing in space but yeah i can draw that so um, yeah space
0: space interests me half the time and then it scares me to death the other half <laughs> Good,
1: maybe yeah and that's that's it it's like if i can scare someone through my post <laughs> that's, that's more engagement so. i'm
0: winning then no, dude. I'll, I'll start thinking about space, and I'll be interested at first, or I'll like start watching like a video or a podcast where somebody's talking about it, and then by the end of it, I'm just like, God, oh no, I'm gonna die by so many <laughs> different things—solar radiation, just all these bad things. I'm with you, dude. I've been scared myself
1: of space sometimes, or other things. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared of a lot of things, but you know, space is definitely one of them.
0: Heck yeah. What's your biggest fear?
1: Spiders. Biggest fear. Not spiders. I can handle uh, this morning. Um, I was getting into my shower and like literally a spider like right in my face, like oh my hanging God. from my curtain. Um, I'm pretty composed. So, you know, I just quickly like took the, the web and put Damn. it in my toilet. That's very composed. Um, thank you. But one of, so one of my dreams that I had, um, I had another one recently about sharks, but a shark. So this summer I went um, wake surfing and it was, it was really fun. It was my first time doing it. Um, uh-huh. And where you, you kind of hold on to the, the rope. Yeah. And that night I had a dream and it was very vivid and felt like I was actually doing the same thing I was doing that day but I looked down at my board and I saw a shark swimming under my board and it literally freaked me out and woke me up. Um, so cold can, sweat, classify that. Yeah. Yeah. A is lot terrifying. of cold sweat.
0: I don't like sharks yeah. at all. I was, I was uh, snorkeling, uh, down mm-hmm. in the Virgin islands. I, I saw some big fish. I want to call it a barracuda, but I don't know for sure. It was maybe okay. three foot long had a mouth like this long, skinny, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I swam (laughs) fast.
1: I would too. I swam so fast. No, thank you. No, heck yeah.
0: But all right, back to the topic of you. What would you say uh, the ultimate goal is for the company, for your life? What do you want to do?
1: That is a great question. And it's something that I've really been thinking through recently. And I think it, you know, always, you know, is in the back of your head of, you know, what do I want with my life? And, you know, I'll be honest and say I don't fully know Um, the things I know I don't want it to be about is I I don't make goals on the brand of I want to sell 200K or whatever, Um, because similar to like social media, like you can always do more and that shouldn't be an an excuse to not work hard. And you should work hard, but I've learned to not make goals based off of metrics and numbers because ultimately I know that that's not what's going to motivate me to do well. And so what I've seen with my work is the more I'm passionate and love uh, the process, the numbers and, and the results come from that because people people know when someone's into something and, and they know when I'm BSing them. Um, so the only way to do it is through being genuine and authentic and kind. And so, you know, I don't have, I I look at my life and I don't long for more followers or more products. Um, I'm truly content with where I'm at right now of, I get to make, you know, creative things. I get to see people enjoy it and interact with people. Um, I think maybe I'm more like, personal thing is like I would enjoy to work with people more because you know I think most people who maybe run social media by themselves or have their own business by themselves know it's pretty lonely and you know no one's telling you what to do and you know maybe you can't afford to employ people Um, so I would say that's something that I've thought through a lot and and would prefer is whether I do work somewhere or um, we hire people on I think I enjoy people and community. And so that's something that I would want for the future. Yeah,
0: no, I totally vibe with that. I get lonely as hell during the day. Cause so it's like, yeah. I, I live with my mom. So it's like, I'm home, nobody else is here. And if I don't go play disc golf, if I'm not talking to people on zoom calls or doing other things, I just get, uh, solemn. Is that the word I'm looking yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's more or less just like man. So I as well search for a sense of community, but I'm not sure yeah. how I'm gonna find it. <laughs> no, and
1: it's it's very real, and I think something that we're learning through I think as being content creators and you know you know entrepreneurs and yeah. you know, influencers and stuff like that is I think people realize pretty quickly how lonely it can be. I think there's the initial, like, my gosh, if I had this many followers, this would be awesome. And, you know, you get the initial encouragement from people and your friends. And, um, you know, there comes a point where you really have to put your head down and and block out the noise and and do your thing. Um, and it's being honest with yourself, right? It's like, do I love being alone doing this all day or do I need something else? And it's being self-aware of that, of, I, you know, I need people and I I like deep relationships and I prefer them and I've learned to not let my hunger for, you know, a job or to sell these products to get in the way of that. And so, you know, pretty quickly into doing this, I've set that priority of I'm going to make time for people and, you know, because if I don't, it's it's not going to be good for my health. And so it's finding those the, the balance, right? Of people should work hard in their career, but yeah. you should work equally as hard at making sure your personal life is flourishing as well.
0: Totally. I totally agree. I feel like you gotta uh, take into consideration like I guess your your mental I don't even want to call it mental health. I want to say like personal happiness within talking to others. Like I think the grind culture is like really really pushed nowadays on social media and it's like work hard it'll be lonely during the process and it's like <laughs> man i don't want to be lonely
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and but i i also will say like loneliness is good and don't just clip that part let me explain like <laughs> you you need to know what it's like to be lonely because You really need to know what you want and need in life. And one of the things my dad told me recently that has stuck out was like, AJ, you need to learn how to be happy by yourself. And so you can very easily slip into I'm alone most of the day equals lonely. But I think the minute you turn that gear of I'm going to make the most out of, say, this time and freedom I have right now and develop and grow myself, I've learned that I'm not desperate for being around people. And it also makes me healthier and happier when I am around people. And so it's a good balance, right? Of like, you shouldn't, you don't have to be around people all the time. I'm an introvert and I prefer alone time and right. So it's finding balance in that, but also knowing that it's good when you hit those points of loneliness, because it clarifies for you, what amount of socializing you need and, you know, how to get that. So
0: totally, I totally agree. You, uh, I guess you got to miss something in order to realize that you want it. Yeah, exactly. I, I like, I, I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm an extrovert and so I love Correct. being with people, but I'm totally learning or like, and throughout this like past year or so, cause I was going to online college, like, last fall and so okay. and that was the first time I graduated in 2020 from high school and so all my buddies moved away I had like one friend that still lived in Kansas City so I was splitting mm-hmm. the time with my one friend and my girlfriend and then I was just at home and so yeah. all throughout like this past entire year working on it a year and a half now I'm totally learning to like make myself happy do what I want to do, be okay with alone time because I never used to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To. And and my dad has told me as well, like I think grad- and I've I've definitely felt this way, but graduating high school and graduating college are the loneliest times for people because you're trying to learn a new language of totally, you know, how do I function? Um, you know, within this new setting. And on top of that, adding COVID and, you know, more alone time is, is definitely something that no one could have prepared for. And, you know, no. it's, it's a quicker way to learn and grow, but totally. it still makes it hard. So um, I, I think a lot of people are in that boat. So,
0: yeah, I do think a lot. Of, I saw a post about it and I talked to a, a guy named Cooper, I mean, I, Cooper J, I don't know how to pronounce his, say his last name. And he was talking about how he graduated actually from a little college in Missouri and he lives in Oregon. And uh, he was saying that like, he's really just trying to find himself because all throughout when he was like in high school and college football was his identity, but he feels like he's like super lonely right now and just trying to find it after college. Yeah. Everybody struggles with it, man.
1: And, and that's kind of, you know, I hate to put a, Beautiful take on it, but that's the the beautiful part of life, right? It's like those moments where you are lost, and you know, say you do move somewhere, or uh-huh. you hit a low point, and you know. So I believe in God, and I, I think those moments, whether you're spiritual or not, it, there's part of you that comes out that you're like, uh, here's some direction at least, and, and here's something I've learned about myself that I can do. Um, and, you know, growth comes from that unless you die and you become stronger and better and only uncomfortable in, in moments like that make that happen. And so I've learned to accept that and um, seek out moments where I'm maybe uncomfortable and, you know, going out on a limb to make something happen because um, I guess back to the, a fear is like fear of being in the same spot and, and not growing and um, yeah just being stuck in this, this life. And yeah. instead of pushing myself and growing and, and being uncomfortable.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, you're about to grow to Colorado. That's right. In two and that's yeah,
1: part of the reason um, it'll be in like the spring. So right. I have six, five months.
0: Sick. Do you, you know, your brother and then your brother's wife, that live there do yep. you have other family or friends that live there
1: yeah so my parents are coming with as well oh, and dang. we're probably gonna move in a summer time um so my warehouse is coming with me
0: that's sick dude that'll be awesome yeah whole yeah. family's so moving it.
1: yeah it's it's a unique thing and, and i'm stoked to to do it with my family so.
0: yeah that's really cool i've always said that like i'm never gonna leave kansas city because of my family but I guess I'd leave Kansas City if my whole family came with. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that's that's the way out of that. That's the option.
0: Totally. I I just need to convince every single person to move. Easy.
1: You're you're pretty convincing. I I could see it.
0: You think so? I can yeah. butter them. I'll say, "Hey, I'll pay you 2 bucks if you do it."
1: <laughs> butter them up. Or something. That's how, right. How,
0: how would you convince somebody to uproot their lives and like move?
1: Wow. Um
0: <laughs> think about it just I think, think. I, I don't know
1: well you know i think a lot of it is uh seeing where they're at in life like asking yeah. questions and they're like you know i'm stagnant like you know i need a challenge it's like all right move let's go, yeah. you
0: go. <laughs> all right you, you got to yeah. pinpoint their problem in life that's it. That's right.
1: Find their weakness. And then find find exploit their weakness. It. And yeah,
0: exploit the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, that's all. Hey, sh- show, show the hat to the camera. I, I recently am trying to post these on YouTube. It's both. Sick. Okay, just for people watching. If you're listening, right. uh, there's one with a golden retriever on it. And then the other one, is that a rhinoceros? Right. Yep. A rhinoceros. They both look sick check it out kuma wave is it kuma wave.com
1: yeah dude how'd, well, you come,
0: I, how'd you come up with a name
1: so one of the designs um in the patagonia series i did the most popular one which was also the first design i made uh, had a bear and a canoe in it and kind of similar like kind of being inspired by pixar i was like i want to take these characters and like add life to them and you know one part of that is naming them so i asked you know my followers what, what should we name them and there was actually a japanese girl that followed me that said kuma kuma is bear in japanese okay and so we're like that's you know a dope name kuma yeah, and so cool. we named the bear that and then thinking through the name um me and my brother being half japanese we wanted the japanese word and then another english word you know outdoorsy wave so uh, we wanted to invent a word that one made it easier on you know copyright yeah um, but also something you know it's cool to kind of invent your own thing and so kuma wave kind of came about
0: no oh, that's sick it could have been uh, kuma mountain or kuma tree that was one of them it was, was, it was...
1: some of the options <laughs>
0: there there was a whole list i bet dude
1: there is a lot of bad ones in there so yes maybe I... maybe we'll release those soon <laughs> When we, I feel
0: like I've come up with like so many, I've come up with like names for podcast names for, I had like a social media marketing company that I was doing. I hated it. So I stopped and then like Uh, different names for like the apparel company that I'm like, sort of starting, sort of waiting on. And I've made so many laundry lists and 90% of the things that I've written down are complete garbage.
1: (laughs) Just like that. That's true. I mean, it's hard and that like copywriting is a job and people have that job to come up with words and, you know, phrases and stuff. So I'm no expert and probably got lucky with Kuma Wave. Could have very easily been a really bad name and we would have hated it after a month, but yeah, definitely haven't hated it yet. So
0: that's sick, man. Do you feel as though you said, are there a lot of Japanese people that follow you? You said there's a little Japanese girl that does.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say we do like, there's no, heavy like presence i would say international Uh uh, orders a lot of them come from like europe i would say that's primarily like most of the um yeah international orders
0: sick i was gonna say because you you said you took a little bit of inspiration from uh japanese cartoons was that right yeah okay i i didn't know if maybe people on tiktok uh like saw it and like I guess, connected to Japanese cartoons. And we're like, hey, this dude's cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's always interesting, right? Because everyone has their own, you know, perceptions and, you know, connections with art. And so I never explicitly say or share that it is inspired by that. Yeah. And, you know, so who knows? But I got you. I
0: got you. Well, before we wrap her up here, I always ask guests, to give one piece of advice to the listeners, just one piece. It can be about anything.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, have sprinkled in some of my um, wisdom throughout this, but your wisdom
0: uh, that made me, I
1: I would, (laughs) I would say like what the, the thing that's pushed me the most in creating my stuff. And I think what connects people with, My work too is, um, focusing on being authentic, but also, um, being kind. I think there's a lot of people out there that selfishly want and expect things from people. And, you know, I think my faith and my upbringing has allowed me to see the benefit in, um, putting others first and one that's allowed me to appreciate people's comments and like their appreciation for my work because I know I'm not owed anything. And to have one person you know, like my work enough to buy a shirt or you know, wear it on their body is, is awesome. And so I frequently try to show gratitude and um, yeah, just sit back and be like, wow, this is really cool that people like my stuff this much. Um, and along with that, I think being kind, um, trusting the process and being patient Because all we do now is compare ourselves to all these other people. And, you know, I'm no better than anyone else that's been on this podcast and anyone else who's, you know, bought a shirt from me, but all we're trying to do in life, right. Is, is find what we want to do and be passionate about and not hate our lives doing all day. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to find what that is early and, I want to use that to be, you know, an encouragement to people um, to do their own thing. And so it's been cool to have people who message me and they're like, hey, I bought an iPad because of you. And you know, I started drawing again because of you. And that's awesome. Um, that alone um, goes a long way. And, and I really appreciate that. And so I would say if you're discouraged and, you know, maybe unclear of what you want to do, um, like I said earlier, just iterate make whatever, like pick up an instrument, start drawing, make music, do whatever. Um, and just stop caring what people think because like I don't have to explain that part. Like it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're
0: all gonna die.
1: That's right. That's right. And be around people that encourage you too. Like there have been moments I've been, you know, I've doubted things and you know I've been at low points and you know, you can't do life on your own. You need people to pick you back up and um, encourage you and remind you who you are. So um, those are the little sprinkles of what um, little sprinkles. I would want people to know and uh, be encouraged by.
0: Heck yeah. I have to quote my mom here for a second. You, you talked do about it. kindness. Uh, my mom says she, I guarantee she saw it on some Pinterest. She said, <laughs> Kindness is free. Sprinkle that shit everywhere. (laughs) My mom says that very consistently. I love it. So thank you, Michelle. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. AJ, thank you for coming on. We will catch you next time.